0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com, covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder, folks who are well-known in cyberland and not that dumb, except for our little fudgy who is wrong about everything. So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com. And now it's time for the show. Here are your hosts, Derek Johnson and Dougals.
1: Well, Douglas, uh, after three weeks of Duke Fest, um the uh, reality is now setting in. After a 31 to 26 loss um, earlier tonight to us uh, or this afternoon to Stanford, and uh, the uh, the bloom is off the Jimmy Lake rose, and the honeymoon period is officially over. There are some glaring issues and weaknesses with this, mm-hmm. not just the team but the program, and um, that's uh, the, basically I think the direction that this particular podcast episode is going to take tonight um what are your thoughts in in regards you know you see that score 31 26 and you think oh that might have been a hard-fought battle but it was a it was a prison rape it was it was (laughs) bad it was (laughs) well you know like the Stanford was like first five drives were like touchdown 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 field goal touchdown I think I mean it was bad. So, yeah. what, are you, what are your thoughts right now at this point? And then we'll get more specific.
2: Well, it, you would think that Peterson was was back on the sidelines. I mean, that was the way that game played out. From from the final score, looking you know uh, somewhat decent, but what, we all know what happened—just getting absolutely blasted and flat um, right out the gate. We saw it against uh, Penn State a couple years ago. We saw it against Ohio State. Uh, we've seen it against Stanford before. Um, we've seen it against Arizona State, where we can't even score till the very end, uh, and then the defense can't seem to get off the field on third downs. It was just a um, uh, really a uh, <laughs> what we were we were claiming that maybe it's different with Lake, you know, when he actually pulled it off last week, um, and this was exactly the script that that we've come to know and love and hate and loathe and. And, uh, it, it was really a disappointing uh, performance and just going through the pack 12. I mean, I don't think any of these teams are good. You're looking, I'm looking at scores, you know, Colorado and Arizona, are neck and neck, uh, Cal in Oregon are neck and neck. I mean, uh, we kind of, we were letting ourselves do a little bit. Uh, I mean, Washington state's one and one and they're, they're tied for first in the North. So <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's that kind of,
2: it's that kind of year. Uh, and, uh, and man, there was some serious. You can't come out flat like that. It's pretty inexcusable. Um, there was so much rah rah this whole week. Even the social media, as they've picked up their game with the the Washington Athletic Department and how they're they're showing the Huskies and having this access and all these all these great videos. Uh, and you have to wonder. Um, you know, the Sark sizzle is is so so near. Uh, and it's you know we have that PTSD still that that. Um, they just they, the way coming out like that is just completely uh, inexcusable. And really, the defense. I know there's a lot of opinions out there. The the reality is the offense. Uh, they scored five of seven possessions, but they only had the ball seven times this entire game. Um, and, and and the defense just really not being able to stop pretty much the statistically the worst offense in the Pac-12 this year. Uh, complete failure uh, and and really the the depth you started asking questions we got a lot of uh, uh, all bus guys but but the the depth on there with no Bowman no Latu ZTF was pretty much neutralized um, is not that great in the run game um, and and Smalls just wasn't ready and and they it, it it really exposed us on that front we could not stop the worst rushing pack in Pac-12.
1: And that's the thing that I think it was uh, Road Dog 55 that made a comment in the game thread today on Hardcore Husky um, where he was saying that if you just tuned into this game and you didn't know anything else, you'd think, uh, oh, you know, that's a pretty good Stanford team maybe. That's not a good Stanford team. And like you were just saying that they're they're piss poor and rushing the football coming into today's game. And right from the get go, it's like, um, you, you weren't due to personal circumstances on your end. You weren't able, you were listening to parts of it on the radio and saw parts of it. You were texting me early and I was telling you, uh, you were like 14 to nothing. What the hell's going on? Or something like that. And I said, you know, Stanford's getting five to seven yards every play. It doesn't matter what it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. it, 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 uh, that's the, that's the demoralizing way. And when I finally tuned in, it, just, it looked just like last year. You know, at what point do the guys, you know, grab themselves and say, hey, uh, you know, we have to, we have to uh, man up and, and out-talent them. Uh, and at what point I, – I, it's hard to criticize Kwiatkowski, but you, they have to do something different with their Stanford game plan because Shaw owns their ass. I mean, he absolutely does. And the offense, you know, John Don has a lot of words, and we can go on that tangent. Uh, but you know, the reality is we had it as a one score game, um, eight minutes to go all our timeouts and they're backed up at their 11 and we could not get off the field yet again. They just bled us out, uh, nice and slow. And, 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 and that is, that was like a Husky Shaw seems to look like the early nineties Huskies against us somehow, you know, and they, they converted, uh, good chunks on their first and first and second downs. And they also converted their, like a third and a 10 and a third and 11 off some nice plays. Um, uh, by their wide receiver, and and we just we just couldn't get off the field. They just marched the whole thing and bled us out, just like Husky footballed us again. And that's what's so frustrating because Shaw just sits there on the sideline with this smug ass grin. But what what can he say? You know, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, he 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 does it every year. And I don't know. It's like Stanford; they have. <laughs> They, 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 I don't know how they lose these other games, but I, I mean, I agree with what Rody said. I didn't see the post, but you know, it's like all of a sudden their guys look a little juiced up. Their guys look like four inches taller than our guys. And, and it's like they, they, they take their roids uh, before the Husky game and they look the part, you know, and then you start going through their roster and they have a smattering of, you know, four star, five star guys because of their academics. They They pull some of those guys nationally and, and you're like, oh, I forgot about that guy. Oh, what's he been doing uh, besides earning his, you know, chemistry degree? Oh, he's also going to kick the husky's ass. You know, it's just like, it, it's, it's just really frustrating that they seem to show up to play and that you would think that we would take it personal. Um, and we've heard this before, you know. I think last year I thought for sure we were going to beat Oregon. There's no way that we were going to lose to Oregon with all the, uh, all the trash talk and how much uh, animosity between the coaching staffs there were. And you would think after the way that Stanford bullied uh, us around with their backups last year, um, that at Husky Stadium, Senior Night, it's kind of hard to remember that in this shortened season. But Senior Night, they picked out their special purple jerseys and. Um, you know, they have a chance to really let this team have it, all the momentum in the world, and then you just lay an egg like that. Um, it's that's that's preparation, that's coaching, and and I got to tell you that uh, you know Jimmy Lake in his post game uh, was, you know, he, he sounded a little raw, raw, trying to be upbeat. But if you remember the Arizona game, I kind of made fun of Sumlin talking about their their late comeback and talking yes. about resiliency and all that stuff, and, and almost word for word, Jimmy Lake did a Sumlin impersonation. You know. And 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 that's uh, that's a little alarming because at some point there's got to be some substance. If it's all sizzle, we're uh, we're we're in some trouble. And I don't know, I don't know what to expect against Oregon, but uh, th- this uh, <laughs> we're still in a fight for the North. But th- this is this is uh, alarming and and uh, uh, no longer uh, my Dugan about uh, a five and zero national Northwest champs. <laughs>
1: Okay, so that's officially off the table now. Apparently,
2: it's off. It's off the table.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Just just Northwest (laughs) chance now.
1: Uh, Well, we'll break out the the Braxton Clement T shirts then. But um, I tell you something. um, As you were talking there a second ago, I kind of had a flashback to something in 1995. I remember that was when Jim Lambright was in his third year at Washington. And he came into uh, wherever it was. I think it was like the volleyball pavilion thing. I think that's where they were holding the the pregame uh, uh, get-togethers for the fans at that time. And at that particular time, uh, Lambright would address the you know the crowd before the game, which was not something that Don James ever did. And I and I don't think that occurred any time after that, but. So he came in and he he uh, stood in front of all of us and he was being interviewed by Bill Schwartz or whoever it was and and then he uh, I just remember his final words he took the microphone and he looked to the crowd and he pointed and he said let's go kick some Irish ass and uh, and people <laughs> cheered and, and and I remember I remember at that time and so I was like whatever twenty twenty three twenty four years old or whatever at that time but I was like. God, that feels ridiculous. Um, yeah, and we, of course. Pu- pu- da- Puppy, and we,
2: pu- Puppy was giving him a standing O in the front row.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we went out, and that was like the game where uh, Greenlaw failed to cover uh, Derek Mays or whatever, and they got the uh, the easy touchdown or two-point conversion yeah. with the guy uncovered. And, and then we had the blocked – we had the Heward interception return for the touchdown, and we had the blocked punt late in the game, I think. And it was just a complete – shit show where we pissed away a game that we should have won against a a Notre Dame team that was overranked as usual. The reason I'm bringing this up, Dougals, is that um, I see an alarming similarity when when your head coach who hasn't proved anything comes out to a press conference a couple weeks ago with a hat that says, run the damn ball. There's that same type of blue-collar bravado going on. And we come out flat last week and then we rallied to win, so we kind of we kind of convinced ourselves that I mean we knew that nothing was really proven, but we were allowing ourselves to revel in that. It was a nice comeback. We're three and zero. Blah 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 blah. There, we come out and, and look like absolute shit again and the inability to even man up against a Stanford team that's not even, I don't even, you know, maybe mediocre. I'm not even sure you can call them mediocre, and yet they completely dominated us like we didn't even belong on the field. Um, There's some serious red flags, and I don't think that anybody in the media is going to call it like it is, they're going to give a lot of, uh, oh, he's a first-year coach type of thing, and they're going to give a lot of mm-hmm. leeway in that regard, and it's not deserved because he's been here for seven years, and he's uh, mm-hmm. he's been, a, a. you know, these are these are just as much his players as much as Peterson. And I see similarities in terms of uh, uh, Lambright taking the reins, and then things started to become unraveled, but you still had that kind of blue-collar bravado going on. And what are your thoughts to that? Uh, I mean absolutely
2: it's, it's always sounds good for a sound bite, and even last week he you know his post game I was listening to him, and he was jacked up he wasn 't really saying much and uh you know I look at you know, the, on the run the damn ball note, we ran the ball thirty four times and threw it twenty three and you would think you know running it basically sixty percent. Of the time that we were crushing them, we were down by t- 21 most of this game. So that that's a the play calling selection on from that perspective, and how much time was bled off. You know, you run the damn ball, but but our success was on the deep routes coming through, um, our yes. deep crossing patterns and down the field. Um, you know, what, what, I thought we were supposed to be dynamic, and I, I, my gripe really isn't with the offense, but that is a, an alarming trend where we seem to be like, let's just out, let's just run it down their throats. We averaged 3.4 yards a carry, you know, they averaged 4.8, and and so if we're not getting those kinds of successes, we had three possessions the first half. I mean, you can't win games, and, and that's why I kind of go back on the defense, but, we we should have we could have had another we should have bled out another possession somehow some way uh uh by by going to what was working which is our deeper passing game and those intermediate crossing routes were just open all night and it's just there's no excuse to have the more talented team and come out that flat back to back and really Oregon State was the only game that we haven't done that in was the Arizona game and we had a huge collapse in that one as well um, so you have to wonder where the focus is, um, because everyone who's played, you know, organized sports knows that that rah rah stuff, uh, you know, wears off. What what happens when when you start getting hit in the mouth? Are, are there any kind of Adjustments we're making. Are we are we doing things? Are we seeing what's actually happening in front of us in real time, and, and, and have the ability to respond uh, strategically versus just like, hey, go hit them harder, and hey, run faster, and it, it just it, there didn't seem to be much going on with that. And we 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 did not get enough turnovers. Uh, we had that one huge one, but we didn't have enough game breaking plays um, to to really turn the tide. We just couldn't stop them. Yeah.
1: You know, and so I don't know what direction we want to take the remainder of this conversation in this episode here, whether we want to focus in on, uh, you know, specific details or look at the big picture. But I mean, if you look, if, if we just step back for a moment and look at the big picture, um, I don't, I have warning. I just made a Jim Lambright comparison and I'm, and I don't know how much of a Sark comparison to make to, um, to Jimmy Lake. I don't have the disdain for Jimmy Lake that I had for Sark, but I remember uh, making comments by the end of the first year that Sark was here in late 2009 uh, and into 2010. And I got, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like, uh, you know, what was me, but I got pilloried on dogman. Um And, uh, you know, even Kim Grinnolds came out with the, uh, you know, Derek Johnson lost a lot of credibility here when he started criticizing Sark. And, and uh, mm-hmm. I remember getting an email from somebody saying, you owe the Sark and the university of Washington an apology and, and all this. Um, it, it, so, <laughs> you know, uh, so and I, and I don't hear the rumors uh, of you know, off the field improprieties like I heard with Sark and stuff like that uh so I don't want to make that direct absolute comparison there but this this is alarming and I don't know that I see this ending well um and we're only four games in but yeah. it's early yeah it's
2: it's early it's early but but you you're right i mean when it comes to uh the actual preparation and the focus of the team and 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 that's where that you, there's no way to excuse being down 21 points in back-to-back weeks um, at at, against inferior competition <laughs> at home, always at home. Um, and uh, the looking for big picture is realistically the fact that there's two lost teams ranked well ahead of us in the college football playoff. If we had ran the table, we weren't going to get there. Um, so I can I can accept that if you really want to have a, a positive spin, is that we're in the exact same position whether we had won or lost that game. We have one game next week against Oregon, um, which is still a, a huge game and it'll it'll decide the North most likely. Uh, COVID variables aside, and right. um, so there's still there's still that 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 aspect to it, but. But if if they lay an egg in Oregon, I mean, I went from thinking there's no way we could lose that game again to if they lay an egg in Oregon then then we go from how quickly it changes from, you know, thinking that, that this is it and now we have the Peterson discipline with a little bit of the emotion and fire that was missing and uh, to being 3-2, and two, not bowling because all of the Pac-12 games are pretty much canceled. Um, tie-ins are, are canceled. And, and you're sitting there playing, you know, maybe Washington State for a, an Apple Cup uh, trophy is like your big prize. And uh, it, it's it's a must-win game next week. Um, and if they don't get Bowman back, if Lot to, I don't know what's going on um if they don't figure that out and find a way to, to show up next week prepared and beat the shit out of Oregon then then I'm I'm pretty much then it's lost <laughs> you know then then let's just start the coaching search get Urban Meyer on the phone uh, i mean let's just i mean it's i mean get you know get Mike get Mike Leach back in the northwest i don't even care anymore just just get, just start just throw out the email send all um, but we need to win uh, and uh, beat Oregon next week. And, and how the team performs in that game is going to show us
0: more about Lake
2: than we've seen so far. Because we just out-talented Utah. We had a good rah-rah comeback. But then we were believing in our own hype, came out completely flat, and then did not have the answer. Um, and, and, and 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 credit to Stanford. They did exactly what they always do to us. And it's frustrating that these guys that get paid millions of dollars can't figure out. A new game plan, and, and they know it sh- they should know it's coming, um, but they just don't. Ha- they still have our, our, our safeties too deep. I think we went into a dime package and went all out blitz, and they just ran around us on, on a, a crucial third down. I believe um, it was just completely out coached today by Shaw, and 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 they have to do some soul searching, and it can't be rah rah shit. It's got to be how do we beat Oregon and what's the strategy, and let's go in and actually execute it. Uh, but if they come out flat next week it's it's game
1: over But here and here, and i agree um uh well, yeah when you say when you say game over you mean in terms of the program overall or all of it just, <laughs> just so i understand okay just,
2: yeah it's game over as far as if Lake can't get this team we're like ready to play uh, yeah right. I, yeah, it's, yes. It, in this transition season, where we're going head to head against Oregon for so many recruits now, and we're supposed to try to like stake our claim as the premier program in the Pac-12, or at the very least the Pac-12 North, um, we cannot drop games to Stanford like this and then go into Oregon and get our shit kicked in. Uh, it just it just will not fly. Any momentum that we've had uh, will will be lost, and it's it's so fragile as it stands that. I'm trying to stay positive that, that, that everything that this season could have achieved, which is an NY six bowl, uh, you know, a PAC 12 championship, it's still there. All right. So we, we lost now, now Jimmy needs to circle the wagons and, and figure out a way to beat this team, uh, down South. This beat us the last two years. They're talking shit. Um, you know, if I, if I, if I go and see if they're even going to win today, who knows, but, um, you know, Cal might take them out. You never know in this league, but, uh, it's just, there's no, there's just no excuse for it. We have to be ready to, uh, to go down there and win the North outright and, and then take on USC probably in in the championship game. I mean, it's all there for him and it's, this is how we're going to grade him. If he, if
1: he drops the ball next week,
2: it's, it's just not, not looking good for his tenure.
1: Well, and then like the one thing that my dad and I used to always talk about during the Don James years was that, you know, Don James, of course, his teams would lay an egg every now and then and, just have a horrible game, but it would be like the sun coming up the next morning. You could count on that next week that that team would be so fired up coming out of the tunnel that um, you can just like go back and look through the years in terms of like, oh, there was a really shitty game. And then the very next week you see some monster performance that we did. That was not an accident. And to come out like we did today after – after last week, I just uh, I just could not believe my eyes. And, and there's just a few thoughts that I'll, I'll go through here real quick. Um, you've already mentioned the safety situation and why we had them back so deep uh, throughout much of the game, and 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 going into the dime package and all. And I just didn't understand why. Um, that we would not bring them up and and be more aggressive in that regard because you're already just getting gashed play after play after play. You're being bludgeoned over the head with a club. I mean, why – Mm-hmm. just stand there and take it. I don't understand why not get Otten more involved in the game. I he had two catches for the day for what was 40 some yards, I think 46 yards. And I believe both of those were in the second half. And then if, you know, mm-hmm. if they're doing, if the defense is doing things to take him away, that opens things up to stretch things vertically. There's no reason to not roll. Morris out to either side and let him do his thing. And he's more comfortable outside the pocket sometimes, I think, than, than standing there like a statue anyways. Um, we seem to have Sarah Fuller doing kickoffs for us because we uh, – I don't think we kicked one inside the 15-yard line except for one in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, everything things was are awful lit. tonight. And uh, the missed tackles and everything – um and then i made a i made a note here uh that because uh, you made a post on the game thread about mark kelfrich and fashion tips maybe we can get into that later but, <laughs> <laughs> but
2: just pisses me off a guy with all the money in the world dresses like he goes to fucking ross on the clearance rack you know it's like goddamn. just anyway I,
1: I will say though from uh from uh, in terms of actually doing his job though he's he's not bad i mean uh he's he's on a scale of one to ten, he's yeah. serviceable. He's a six and no, a I, half or seven. I actually seven. like
2: him. Mm-hmm. I actually like him. You know, he, he lets the he lets the game uh, breathe a little, and and uh,
1: yeah.
2: you know, it's it's. I, I can't stand the overbearing announcers, and uh, he, he he pulls back. But yeah, his outfit was atrocious, and uh, <laughs> and that's that was my main takeaway from the broadcasting team. Is rich has got to get it together? He had he had like an Oregon green tie with a black jacket, and then a navy blue stripe horizontally striped shirt and just this sad little look on his face it was just not not good not good help
1: it wasn't good somebody get a message to him but um <laughs> uh, maybe they could do <laughs> maybe, you know, they need to have a show you know they got the queer eye for the whatever guy or something and then they could do you know uh, announcer makeovers or something and uh yeah. Uh with uh be anyway,
2: with his flowing golden locks will give all the all the uh fashion advice anyone could ever need. <laughs>
1: um yeah, so I don't know how much we want to as we begin to conclude the show here. I don't know how much we want to go into uh details, but any of those any of those concerns that I was just talking about is there anything that you'd like to address? Do you have any thoughts in regards to Otten? and and basically um, he was invisible tonight.
2: Yeah, you know, cr- criminally underused. Morris actually missed him up to the seam early in the game. Uh, yeah. He was wide open. Uh, we had got a first down on the play, but um, he, he missed him. It would have been a touchdown. But, uh, you know, the, the the play calling on offense, I know everyone wants to fire every single coach. Um, you know, like I said, we scored five of seven possessions. That's We only had seven possessions. Um, just, this game was really on the defense. And, yeah, Oh well, yes. And, you know the the whole then don't break is the scheme, right? We don't give up big plays, um, and and but that's what Stanford wants to do. Case in point, how they bled us out at the end. Uh, they they'll take the four, or the five every single time, uh, and 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 Shaw had them ready to play, and we were talking smack all week. You know, McGrew was talking smack, and uh, we're giving them the, the press clippings, and they're they're practicing on the Bellevue soccer fields, and. And they came in there and they and they smacked us, you know. And, and if we can't respond, I, and I will say from a running perspective, we didn't have a we didn't have a running play longer than 11 yards. And I don't know what's going on with Newton. Um, yeah. But in a game where where we're just getting out muscled and we seem to just be getting hit. And I remember this, I think last year, this happened as well. Newton started getting some carries late in the Stanford game, and he actually kind of came in and started uh, ripping holes through him and, and running with some aggression and, and actually gave us a little bit of a pulse. I mean, he has to be in the doghouse. I don't have any insider info about what's going on with the running back rotation. But, again, another game where I'm thinking – like throw Newton in, and, I, and I'm pretty sure. I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong, any listener on the boards, but I'm pretty sure Newton last year uh, near the end of the Stanford game was was kind of the only spark of of life we had, and then he got hurt. I remember that, yeah. Um, and, and and so uh, it's like this guy's proven he can do this, and and he's also proven that he can house house run. We're we're sitting here if we're going to really just run it, you know, 34 times. Uh, for, or whatever it was for, you know, less than four carry, let's give it to Newton, who's at least going to hit their guys and fall forward. Um, I, I just don't know what, he's, he's criminally underused right now, and him not getting carries, I don't know what's going on. He must be practicing pretty shitty, because I've seen him play games and he's actually pretty damn good, especially against physical fronts. And, uh, that's his, that's his thing. And so, that's my big gripe with the offense. We, we just can't control the ball. Um, but really it comes back down to the the coaching staff got their ass kicked by a team that's, that's done it the exact same way before. I hate uh, seeing us lose in the same way over and over and over again. Um, And, and so there, there is a blueprint on how to beat this, this iteration of Husky football, you know, and, 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 and we've seen it time and time again, where, uh, uh, we just get absolutely obliterated so, so by, in, in the beginning that even these little half-assed uh, comebacks they, they fall short and you just feel like what the hell happened where was this the whole time and and that's coaching that's that's straight up coaching and I'm tired of hearing about these genius second half adjustments how about we have some genius out the gate adjustments and game plans and just fucking kill some teams and, and, and it, it just it's just frustrating because it was all right there we could have a bunch of teams lost ahead of us we could have been top 15 um going into Oregon week with some serious hype now we're just praying to like hell that there's a there's a top 12 title game that we can slither into um but you know outside of that I, I don't want to really break down the individual performances cuz they could just just shred yeah. them they they know what's at stake and i think i think uh it, it's 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 a one game season Beat Oregon nothing else matters you know
1: well, and here's the deal. Um, the, the the hiring of uh, John Donovan was a massive deflating thing to momentum, and I think it even reflected – I think that it probably had repercussions with recruiting, frankly, but um, it, it deflated the entire program. It deflated much of the enthusiasm on Hardcore Husky, that's for sure. And then likewise today, today's loss is just an abomination and, and uh, really, really inexcusable and something so avoidable. And um, and it's equally as deflating and and so basically now I just dovetail with what you just said. You have to win next week. It means so much to the season to be four and one as opposed to three and two and all three victories coming against shit teams. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah, uh, the, the, I know Jim. I know. I know the reality but. with Jimmy. I know the reality in regards to Jimmy Lake's job security, uh, the reality is, is that he's got plenty of time. They're going to give him all kinds of time. But from the hardcore Husky standpoint, he's on the clock now.
2: Yeah. No, 100%. Uh, it's a foot up or shut up next week. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I, looking back, just just to retract a little bit, you know, with the wide receivers, both Puka and Bynum, our top two guys were out. Um, but that wasn't the problem. The offense Mm-mm. was not the problem. It was not the problem today. Play calling, pace of play calling, all that stuff. We did, that wasn't the problem. The problem was that we had the same defensive game plan we've had against Stanford. The last 10 losses we've had against Stanford. Um, and that we and and came out the exact same way after talking shit all week. And it was just a total Sark performance. You know, yeah. uh, it, 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 I mean, it, it, that's, that's, that's the problem. So, you know, they, you get, you get like a, that's your, that's again, in a lost season and a season that this game realistically besides the national hype that would have come with it realistically, uh, went have changed the direct tra- trajectory. It's still Pat 12 title or bust still NY six or bust. Um, pretty, pretty alarming. We'll see what, we'll see what he does. Um, I do want to shout out, uh, a Cal alum, a friend of mine, Sarah Potamus. She's been listening to the, uh, uh, the podcast. She doesn't even like Husky football, but she's been trying to support me, and and I do appreciate that. So I, I promised I'd give a shout out, and uh, it's more of a test to see if she's listened this long. Uh, so we put it near the end here, uh, but uh, that, that's pretty much as far as uh, uh as far as the game goes. I, I'm ready to go on, and we should probably get on, and maybe do a preview of the Oregon game, and and have some uh some expectations of what we want to see uh, later on this week.
1: Yeah, maybe Thursday or Friday, something like that. Um, so you said Ceratopodus, right?
2: Yeah, Ceratopodus. We're going to try to get her onto Hardcore Husky. She's a cow alum. She absolutely hates football, but she listens to us and, uh, and enjoys it anyway. So shout out!
1: It'll give Duke to uh, uh, young. <laughs> jeez Duke de would give her somebody to to, to hang with too. So. So we had Serapotamus and Sarah are both in the same show today. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's as feminine as it gets. And, and a Lambo shout out, and, and a pumpy flowing locks, you know. Um,
1: what a you know, shit this, show! This is
2: this, 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 it was it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty rough one today. And I was dugging hard there when you started creeping back in too. You know, my heart was going. And that's the thing about this this disease we call the Dugism is. Is you know it, it, it all it takes is like one uh, three and out and you just immediately start thinking about you start like like
0: I want Bama
2: you know you stop you stop at Stanford you stop the worst Pac-12 uh, <laughs> offensive team for the first time like late in the third quarter and you're just like we're we're saving we're saving I want Bama you know you're just so delusional um, and, and, well, you and made, I hate it but it's
1: <laughs> you made a, you made a post. You made a post on the boards that in the game thread there that had me rolling because it was like um, it, it, it was uh, I think we pulled within 13 or something and then it was third and long for Stanford and you said we stop them here I'm doing it again. <laughs>
2: yeah I'm all in I'm so quick you know it's, that's my whole life all or nothing you know it's just like well we stop it uh, newsflash we actually didn't stop them there we uh they continue they continue to drive and I think that that really tells it all I think that they on third down uh they were like I don't know 12 of 13 or 12 of 14 and they only they only didn't convert three for uh, third downs and and two of those they picked up on fourth you know including the nail in the coffin so uh, the yeah, they were ten out of twelve is, I think. Is, is, yeah, it was just a um I don't have the stats in front of me, but uh it was just a, a a rough game and I hate losing like that when you just feel like you know exactly what they're gonna do and they mm-hmm. slowly just take advantage of it and, and just uh I've seen one too many uh <laughs> one too many of those styles of games uh with uh, Peterson slash Lake era. Um and, and it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Yeah, we pulled it off. But really, realistically, this team is this team is like lucky to not be one and three. You know, we we could have easily lost to Oregon State if the if the spot or, know? The, the, we got we got we got a little bit of the spot you know uh, karma tonight. And if the spot you know we were neck and neck with Oregon State, and we probably much should have lost to Utah. We pulled one out and. And then, and then this, and then this game right here. I mean, this team for all this doeing, you know, we're 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 a razor's edge from one and three, and and that, yeah, we are. That's the kind of that's the kind of scary thing as you start. You go into next week, like, what are we going to see? I, I I can't even. I, I I don't know. So it's all it's all there still. It's all in front of us, but. Um, uh, you know, it's up. It's up to Jimmy. This is next week is the big test. You know, him and Cristobal have some bad blood, and uh, there's a lot of recruits we're fighting for, and a lot of people uh, that regionally care about the game, not so much nationally at this point. But um, this is going to be this is going to be his first big uh, game where we're going to see if Jimmy Lake's up to the task of, of really going and and, and and taking this team to a higher level than, than where it's
1: been. Yeah, and, you know, there's an old saying back from, like, the um, Vietnam War era and stuff that it's like, when you lose Walter Conkite, you lose a nation. And um, Mm -hmm. there is no more enthusiastic, pure of heart supporter of Husky football and even hardcore Husky than Gladstone. And (laughs) uh, Gladstone, I think it was early in the third quarter, said, all right, y'all have a nice night. I'm out of here. And he left the game thread, never came back. Oh. Yeah, yeah, poor, poor uh. Gladstone. You know,
2: he's just, he's just, he cares so much. You know, and how many times? I'm right there with you, brother. It's like he cares so much, and it's like how many times will he be let down? You know, he's like. A, like Oliver Twist asking for more, you know. He's just like, uh, uh, just, 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 please, please, someone, just hand Gladstone a championship before he dies, somebody, anybody. And uh, it just never seems to happen. Yeah. I, I just hope that we can, like, win a Rose Bowl. I, I didn't get to go to the 2000 Rose Bowl. I was there for the Ohio State ass-kicking we got. But I, I keep showing up to these big games, and I, I have yet to, like, sit there at the end with confetti flying, being like, fuck yes uh we won, you know, and so uh I would like to experience that at some point. Uh and I definitely want my dad to experience that. So but let's get our shit together. and if this isn't if this isn't the team and like you said, Lake has in reality he has all the 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 safety net to to have three or four or five years on um, regardless more. of what he yep. does, because it's washed yep. or more forever. Um you know <laughs> as long as the, the sustainability awards keep coming in, who cares? But uh yep. But but you know, if this if this if we're actually serious about football, which I don't think uh upper campus is, uh, you know, this is gonna be a huge a huge game next week to really uh take this back for for Jimmy Lakes. Otherwise we gotta start we gotta start thinking down the road who's the next who's the next in line? It's 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 always the three year rule, so we'll
1: see. Well, just make Urban say no, right? Just make we Urban
2: have. say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, us versus Texas. Yeah, they they took Daryl Royal from us, right? So oh we wow, get back.
1: good pull, good pull. Yeah, they, they,
2: I think that's the uh, I think that's the only Husky coach uh, that left voluntarily. Maybe I don't know if that's true or not. But we uh, got to, but we fired him.
1: Well, Don James Something left like voluntarily, that. but that's, that's a, a muddled deal there, but he did that on to, his own. Uh, but.
2: Yeah, to another team. Wooed, wooed away.
1: Wooed away. <laughs> Daryl Royal is the only one that we lost. Um, yeah, Royal was uh, – uh, Royal had one year at Washington. He was 5-5, five and five, and then I think that who – I can't remember who the uh, – uh, obviously, it was way before I was even born, but it was uh, the athletic director was in Heck Ed watching a basketball game, and Daryl Royal came down the steps and sat next to him and said, uh, do you got a minute? And uh, and then as the game was going on there, you let him know that he just got an offer from Texas and didn't think he could turn it down. And 20 years later, he's retiring as a Hall of Fame coach for the Longhorns, so...
2: Yeah, our athletic director probably said, uh, "Daryl, could you take it easy? I'm watching the game right now. We'll talk about this later." <laughs> and uh, just any indication of how uh, our ads have handled uh, these crucial decisions? Uh, probably what happened. But...
1: So, all right, man. Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, be in touch in the next few days, and we'll do like a pre-Oregon thing, um, and uh, we'll set that up for Thursday or Friday, and announce that on the board. So.
2: Yep, it's uh it's been uh it's been fun not not a lot of positive to say uh, but uh it's it's all there it's it's all there for the team the inner Duke is still slightly alive everything that this season could have accomplished is still right there so um we'll see what lake can do
1: well you know and a lot of the uh, stanford pain at least temporarily will be uh will be solved if we can uh, beat oregon down there in obsidian i don't care how bad oregon is and uh to see jimmy lake uh, uh, you know, shake uh, that meatheads. What's that guy? Uh, crystal ball. Um, shake his hand at midfield there after beating him. That would be awesome. That would be. Uh, that'd be good. But
2: first things first, just give him a titty twister. <laughs> <laughs> crystal ball's always got his like. He's always got his uh, post-steroid days uh, uh, titties in those shirts. It's like you'd think Nike would uh, customize a bra into his outfit, but
1: uh, the, the that's man a whole other.
2: I don't know why I'm so about fashion today, but the fucking Oregon Ducks, man, I swear to God, we've got to beat these guys.
1: Well, I will say, though, uh, we're getting way off track here, but uh, the uh, uh, Hellfrench, I did see that. I was like, Jesus, man, did, isn't he married? Do you think his wife would pull him aside and say, honey, uh, come here a second, you know, before you leave? Let's go back to the closet yeah. here. Let's, let's pick out something yeah, else for you.
2: Yeah, he, <laughs> he's completely lost. He's a complete goober. It makes me – I know it's a long-running run, thing about how coaches are really idiots. And it, just, it makes me wish I had just gone into coaching. Like, if you, if you can figure it out, it's like these guys making millions of dollars, and then you hear them post-game, and you see how they dress themselves, and you're just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, what is, what are, where did I go wrong? I'm over here selling toilets. And uh, you know scraping by, and and uh, you know Helfrich has no idea like what year it is, and he's just banking it all. It's, just, it's unbelievable. Someone's just someone's just doing a keg stand somewhere in like desert Arizona, and he has no uh, no clue. Sark's about to be the coach of Alabama somehow. Sark's, Sark's trajectory from the T-Mobile kiosks, and he somehow coached at UW, USC, and fucking Alabama. It's like w- totally wrong profession. Um, uh, once you're in, you're in, uh, Jimmy Lake, if you need some help, I'm more than happy to help out. Uh, get me on the, get me on the sideline. Um, I can, I can do it all. So whatever.
1: Well, we're talking about doing it all though. I mean, uh, you know, what was it? December 1st, you're talking about running the table and winning a national championship in the year of COVID. And now you're saying that we're one loss away from needing to fire everybody and start a new coaching search. So yeah, Yeah, that's it.
2: There's, there's no consistency there's, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you know Hard just say, just, say, just say the word just say the word resiliency and that you know as a coach, just say that we showed some grit, you know resiliency, um they fought back, you know, and uh we're gonna clean it up, talk about the film, and then you know <laughs> brush your teeth and move the fuck on it, it's like uh, it's an easy uh an easy fix when you're a coach, especially today.
1: Yeah, we really should have had a bingo post-game bingo thing going on with uh, Sark's press conferences back in the day. That would have been uh, a lot of fun. Just set it up with eighteen expressions that he always used like that, or something, and and then uh, just play along as, uh, as as the post-game pressers went. But uh, I didn't think of it, unfortunately. But anyways, you know what? Congratulations to Sark. Uh, I, I, you know, I never cared for him and. And he's he's had his struggles as everybody has their struggles in life, but uh, he falls forward unlike any human being I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah,
2: he, he, <laughs> or he fail forward or whatever your, uh, the expression is. <laughs> falling up, he's falling up. Falling up, up. that's life.
1: what it is. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, all I'm right, man, we'll, for. we'll 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 uh, we'll talk real soon. All right, go dogs, go dogs. Go dogs.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes. Especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun over at hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which which is a shit show of politics and strange nudes. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level level of cyber peyote, peyote, come join Swain's Wigwam. I'm gonna have to read this over.
1: Swain's Wigwam, yeah.
0: Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low low fee of 129 dollars a year. Come join the fun. I'll have to that one, but.